Today you have come on a special Sunday, and it's probably one of my favorite Sundays. It's what we call Thanksgiving Sunday. And I don't know about you, but I have so much to be thankful for. And sometimes it feels like I get so bogged down with what is going on that I forget just to acknowledge that God is there and that he is present and that he is in the midst. And I heard that talk my whole life. But there's something so profound about knowing, yeah, it's not just talk. It's not just pretty religious talk or church talk. But God really is present in all things. He's present when you mess up. He's present when you do good. He's present when you're frustrated. He's present when you are sad. He is present when you are mad. He's present. And today what we want to do is we want to take a few moments. And Jeff and I want to talk to you about something that God's been dealing with us about. So as we begin to talk to you, we're processing this with our family today, okay? So this becomes one of those, if you like it, let me know. If you don't, let Jeff know. How's that? Is that good? Sounds good. But it's something that we want to process with you. And here's what we want to process with you. We want to process something that's two words. Choose gratitude. Choose gratitude. And some of you have immediately, if you're like me in the past few minutes, I've said, I don't want to. Because we know that it's a choice, right? Choose gratitude. And I'm going to speak and I'm going to start it today from Scripture in Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Now you have to understand, Paul is in prison. So he is writing the scripture in prison. And I've said this before. It's not prison like we have. This is nasty, gross, smelly, icky prison. There's no telling what kind of disease is in this place. So imagine being chained. You're not just in prison, but then you're chained inside of prison. Some of us feel that way sometimes. And and Paul then is, is writing to the Philippians. And this is what he says. He says, Rejoice. I'm like, wait, what? He's in prison, and the first word out of his mouth is rejoice. Some translations say be glad. Be glad that I'm sitting here in this nasty, filthy prison. I don't want to. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Hello. Call me Mrs. Anxious. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, 
If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. That's a whole lot. This to me is one of those things that I, if I'd have gotten this for assignment, I'd have said, I'm putting that off for a while. Because here's the deal. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. They didn't hear him the first time. So he says, no, no, no. Let me tell you again. Rejoice. So today as we're sitting there and we're thinking about what it means to choose gratitude. You've got a choice. Right, so in this, in this letter, this is the end of his letter to, to the church at Philippi. And uh, he, he talks about four different things. Joy, prayer, peace, and thanksgiving. And he talks about them together because they're important together. They're interrelated together. When he talks about having that relationship with God, it's, we have to have all of those things. One doesn't work without the other. And so thanksgiving, being grateful, having gratitude is equally as important to anything else we do in developing our relationship with God. And so as Dee Dee and I have talked about choosing gratitude and in our lives finding gratitude and making sure that we're thankful for all we have, we, we kind of talked about four promises that we know we can count on all the time. It's easy to be grateful, like Dee Dee said, when things are going well, when the job is good, when the family's healthy, when your car is working, when the bills are paid, it's easy to be thankful. Thank you, God. Everything is good. It's harder to be thankful when things are going a little bit sideways, right? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to remember God is present in even this moment. But the first promise that, that we know happens is that there's always something to be grateful for. If we look hard enough, we can always find something to be grateful for. Um, I knew a kid when I was a youth director several years ago named John Mark. And um, this kid lived life to the fullest. He came into our youth group in sixth grade, and he was there every time we opened the doors. Every time we opened the doors, he was there waiting to serve God. He loved God like no kid I'd ever seen. We had a, a leadership team. We had a big youth group, 200 kids in our youth group. And we had a leadership team, most of whom were in high school. Somehow John Mark found himself on this leadership team in sixth grade. He was the kid that if you said, can I get someone to his hand, was already in the air. He wanted to serve. He wanted to help. He loved being there. So he'd been there a couple years. Um, he was there every week. Then he, was, he missed a couple weeks. I didn't worry about it too much. He's, even John Mark's allowed a couple of weeks off. Um, and then a couple weeks later, this other kid shows up to youth group, kind of this a kid I'd never seen before, heavy set, short kid, but he knew everybody in the room. He was friendly. He looked like he was happy to be there. And I asked someone, who, who is that? Do you know who that is? And they, and they looked at me like I was an idiot. They said, that's John Mark. I said, but that's not John Mark. John Mark doesn't look like that. And they said, uh, he's, he's taking some medication. So I went and talked to his mom and I said, What's going on? What's up with John Mark? She said, his doctors have put him on some different medication to help him deal with his issues. And I'm like, what issues? <laughs> I've known this kid for two years. I didn't know he had any health issues. She said, he's got 
a Crohn's disease. He'd had it since he was very young. He was in pain a lot. He was uncomfortable. Um, I didn't know anything about Crohn's disease. I learned a lot after that. It's an intestinal issue. And so his doctors had put him on some sort of steroid to try to help him, and it had made him uh, gain a lot of weight quickly, um, or swell anyway. And so I was shocked. I was shocked to know that this kid, who I knew every day to be happy and grateful for every opportunity he had to serve God, he was in pain most of the time. He was suffering. I've known a lot of teenagers. Uh, Hangnails take most of them out. I mean, I know a lot of adults. Hangnails take most of us out. This kid was hurting and suffering, but you never knew it because he lived with gratitude. He lived with happiness and joy for every moment he had. One thing I learned from John Mark is that the more gratitude we have, the more beauty we see in the world. John Mark lived his life through a lens of gratitude. He only saw what he could be grateful for. In the hardest situations, if we choose gratitude, if we choose to find something, even in that moment, to be grateful for, if we choose, even if we're hurting inside, physically, whatever it is, if we choose to say, you know what? There's something else I have to be grateful for because I have this opportunity to do another thing. We're going to see and find more beauty in the world. The more gratitude we find, choose, the more gratitude we'll have. The second promise, why did you give me the hard one? I didn't give you anything. You chose. <laughs> I chose it. <laughs> Woo, this one's hard. I had to go back over this one numerous times. Tough times serve to make us stronger. That's a promise that we have. Tough times serve to make us stronger. They might not be fun in the moment, but we come out, of the other, come out on the other side way stronger, don't we? Some of you are like, I hadn't gotten there yet, so I don't know how to answer that. There used to be a song when I was a kid. Oh, you'll know this one, Mervyn. But my favorite verse was... I thank God for the mountains. I thank Him for the valleys. I thank Him for the storms that He's brought me through. Because if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know how He could solve them. I'd never know what faith in His Word it would do. I thank God for the mountains. And then my mom used to sing a song that said, <clears throat> Lord, don't move that mountain, but give me strength to climb. Because if you move that mountain, I might grow weaker all the time. Because just as your son Jesus took that cross up Calvary's hill, oh Lord, don't move that mountain so that I may better do your will. See, sometimes I just want him to move the mountain. That's quicker, easier. Makes way more sense to me. What do you guys think? Ooh, but I don't want them. Sometimes, right? I don't want them. I just want it to be gone. I just want it to be dealt with. My mom used to tell me this all the time. 
And it used to irritate me. My mom had a bunch of these sayings, as you guys already know. But she would say, if Satan's not attacking, then you're not doing something right. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm doing a lot of things right now. (laughs) It's like I start cleaning up my life, putting things in order, and the habit comes. And I don't like giving Satan a whole lot. I really don't. He's under my feet. He's behind me. But it is no joke that, that, that we serve a powerful God, way more powerful. But Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the Bible is really straightforward about that. So if you think that's not a thing, let me remind you, it is a real thing. Satan doesn't like you. Sometimes it's not Satan's fault. Sometimes it's mine. I've made some pretty dumb decisions. I want to blame it on Satan. Satan made me do it. But the truth is, I had the free will, and I jumped on that train, and I did it. It caused me a lot of heartache, a lot of problems. And then grace and mercy kick in. My best friends. And he says those tough times, even if you did them, they're going to make you stronger. You have to choose gratitude. The third promise we talked about and that is probably sometimes the hardest to remember is that we are never alone. There are times when we feel all alone. When those hard times come, when we feel like we're the only one who has ever faced this issue, when we feel like... No one is going to help us. We are never alone. Paul tells us in the scripture, and the God of peace will be with you. Not sometimes, not just when you need it, always. Even in the darkest times of our life, when we feel like everyone has abandoned us, like we're lost, God is always there. That's the promise. The psalm says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, for your rod and your staff comfort me. We're never alone. We've all met people who've been at those places, right? Or maybe we've been in those places where it's the darkest time of our life. Their health is broken. Our relationships are broken apart. We've lost our jobs. Finances are a mess. And for some, it breaks them. For some of us, it's broken us. For others, they come to it with amazing grace. They come to it stronger. What I've found to be the difference is that they know They're not alone. Even if physically they're alone, even if they're on their own, what I've found, the people who come through, those are the strongest, who know God loves them. The songs we sang this morning, I swear we could have just sat down because those songs preach this sermon better than anything we could ever say. There's no mountain. There's no wall. There's no shadow. There's no lie that can separate you from God. He will leave the 99 to find you. God loves you where you are, where you're sitting, whatever is going on in your life. God loves you. God promised you, you're never alone. God gave his only son as that promise. So when life breaks us, when life puts us on our knees, we have to choose gratitude knowing that we're not sitting there alone. 
We have a friend, um, and many of you know her, Miss Maddie. She's an inspiration. Uh, her whole life has been an inspiration. And we were with her last week, and Dee said, what are you grateful for, Miss Maddie? Miss Maddie's not a young woman. She said, I'm grateful that every time I open my eyes in the morning, I can say to God, thank you for another day to serve and love you. She knows that she starts that day by thanking God for his presence in her life. If we start our days acknowledging that God's presence, that we're not alone, then when we go through those hard times, we're gonna remember God's right here by my side. When we start our days knowing that God is with us every second of the day. The way I know best that I'm not alone is by serving other people. Uh, if you wanna know that God is with you and God is always there, volunteer in the youth ministry. Hear those kids' stories like John Mark's. Come to everybody's Christmas. I sat at a table with a family talking to this kid who, who was homeless, but they knew God was there. They were in this room with people like you who were showing them that God is with them all the time. You got me choked up. Oh, I'm sorry. last promise is rejoice. Even when it feels like the storm has come against you, praise him anyhow. Even when it feels like I don't know what the answer is, because it's really not about you having the answer, right? Praise him anyhow. There was a song, and it, it's still a song I turn on. I, I learned how to sing a song like this from Janice LeCount right over here. I call it singing in staccato because it says, um, uh, how does it begin? It goes, God, I know you've been good to me through every test and trial. I've won the victory. I've come too far to turn around now. I'm going to stand my ground somehow because no matter what comes my way, I'm going to lift my voice and say hallelujah anyhow. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but recently I've just started laughing because it's become too much. It's like trying to take care of family, trying to take care of myself, trying to take care of work. You can get bogged down with all of that. Some of you are in school. Some of you are in a place of transition. You don't know what the next phase of your life is supposed to be. Some of you are caring for ill parents. Some of you are trying to overcome something that is bigger than you. Well, trust me, everything you're trying to overcome is bigger than you. You cannot do it on your own. But when you choose to be grateful... You can always find something to be thankful for. You can know that going through the valley, you're going to come out stronger. You can know that you are never alone. And then you can rejoice. And some of you I know have said, and it's been said, but D, that's easy for you. It's not. 
this little introverted girl, I've had to learn what it means to rejoice in all things. I've had to learn what it means to understand that no matter what comes my way, I'm going to lift my voice and say, hallelujah, anyhow. Not today, Satan. Not tomorrow either. You got my family, you got me. No, Jesus created me. And here's the other thing. When the world tries to tell you there's something wrong with you, when the world tries to tell you that, hey, who you are and where you are in this life is not where you should be, because of either who you love or because you feel convicted at something you're supposed to be doing or because, hey, life took a different pattern than what I was expecting it to be. How many have been in that place? That was me. Maybe some of you went through a divorce. Maybe some of you made some wrong choices. And maybe some of you have been carrying this load of holding on to your past. For some reason, that's what I've been thinking about all morning today. Is that some of us have been holding on to something that's not ours to hold on to anymore. And we've forgotten what it means to choose gratitude. Carla, you and Don and Randall, I want to do something a little bit different today. I'm going to have them come around, but you're going to help us close our sermon today. Is that okay? Y'all are like, oh Lord, what is she up to now? Today, we want to know, what are you grateful for? And I want to see if you can do it in two words. I have two words I'm, I am grateful for consistency and I'm grateful for Jeff what are your two words Jeffrey two words no <laughs> um, I, I, no I can't do it in two people, people who inspire me like John Mark and you guys have people like that in your life? Anybody else? Tell me something you're grateful for. Holy Spirit. Somebody said Holy Spirit. Was that you, Miss Leslie? Somebody else? Grace? Celebration. Yes, ma'am. Salvation. Yes, ma'am. Healing. Crosswalk. Freedom. Freedom from ourselves, huh? Anybody else? Death ministry. Yes, ma'am. Family. Family. Y'all are my family, so I'm really grateful for you. Knowing Christ. Peace. Peace. God's love. God's love. Mercy. 
friends in recovery. Yeah. That's a good one. We don't count in. That's good. That's right. Friends recovery. That's good. Anybody else? They make us stronger, sir. Music. They say that music is what your emotions sound like. I'm thankful for that, too. Anybody else? Accepting church. Yeah. Jesus. Ooh. Recovery. Yeah, Bruce. Answer prayer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that in the moment, do we, Don? Anybody else? Jesus. So good. The cross. Forgiveness. Hmm. What I want to do is I just want to take a moment. I want you to sing this song with me. And we're going to open up the altars. And, and, and today what I want it to be is a time to thank God. Just take our last few minutes and let's just thank Him. Let's just thank Him because you know what? There's always something to be thankful for. And whatever you're going through, you know you're going to come out stronger. And you're never alone. And you can always rejoice. this morning and you just want to leave your praise if you 
you've got something to be thankful for this morning, we want to give you the opportunity to say thank you. If you would like someone to pray with you, you just hold your hands out and someone will. If you don't, you don't have to. But we want to give you that opportunity this morning. As we do this next chorus, Miss Melinda is going to teach us how to sing hallelujah in sign language. You guys ready? So we can all do this together with our brothers and sisters. Are you, show us how to do it, Miss Melinda. How do we do it? There you go. Woo. She makes it look pretty, too. I can't do that. Are you ready? Here we go. so thankful for you and sometimes when I'm having that week where I'm like I gotta find something to be grateful for one of you pop in my mind and my heart and I think oh I do have something to be grateful for this week as you celebrate and for some I know that may not be easy 
For some of you, family is everything. But I know that it's not that way for everyone. But what I want you to know is you have family here. We are thankful and we are grateful for you. So what I want to do is I just want to say a prayer over you and I pray that your week brings so much joy and brings so much gratefulness to your heart. Father, we lift everyone up in this room and we thank you for them. We thank you for who they are. We thank you, God, that they are a part of our family. And Father, those that may be visiting with us today, those, God, that are not sure what this week will bring with family, we pray, God, that they know they are never alone because you are always with them. And God, for that, we are grateful. We give you glory, God, and we give you honor, and we say thank you for the God that you are. And we celebrate who you are. We celebrate what you are already doing that we don't even know about. And we celebrate what you are doing in Crosswalk. Father, we are so thankful for that. Let our week just blow our minds, God, in what you will do. But we won't forget to say, God, how grateful we are for you. In your precious, in your holy, in your amazing name, we thank you. God bless you and we love you so much.